Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today on this first day of December. Here we are, December 1, 2023, Friday. Thank you for being there. I'm excited about this time of year. I always am. And I know you are as well. We love the first advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, the celebration of His coming to earth to seek and to save poor old sinners like you and like me, to pay our sin debt with His own death on the cross and His burial and then His glorious resurrection bodily from the grave Wow, we have a lot to celebrate during this month of December. So I encourage you to celebrate it when you have a lot of the world that is wanting to squash and crush and to actually play down what Christmas is all about. We are going to absolutely, without a doubt, tell everything we possibly can about this glorious time of year as we celebrate it. And we celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate all about Jesus at this time of year. Not just his birth when God became flesh and dwelt among us, but the entire life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm excited, as you can probably tell, listening to me today. Well, Luke chapter number one. I'm going there for just a moment. And take off on uh, this thought of how Zacharias and Elizabeth were both uh, what we would call senior citizens for sure and well past the age of having children and also what many folks would use the term today, washed up. That's who they were. I mean, my goodness. Uh, he's, he finally gets an opportunity to offer incense as a once-in-a-lifetime as a priest by the way, there were twenty, at least 20,000 priests in those days. It took that many to operate the temple fully. 20,000, some say as many, and there is evidence to as many as 24,000 priests to fully operate the temple. And he, there was 24 courses of priests, and it talks about the course that uh, Zacharias was in. Uh, but yet both Zacharias and Elizabeth would be definitely senior citizens and what many would say are washed up. Well, it reminded me of uh, one of the great Christmas songs we sing. Some have called it perhaps the greatest hymn ever written. And that's none other than Handel's Hallelujah Chorus. And our, no doubt it is, without a doubt, one of the most powerful pieces of music ever written, every time I hear it sung, particularly here during the Christmas season, it stirs my soul. But did you know that it was written at a time in George Handel's life uh, when he was a washed-up has-been, a frail, forgotten man? He had suffered many strokes. He had uh, very poor eyesight. His hands were shaky and trembling. Yet he penned this greatly used, mightily used, most powerful uh, song, I think, perhaps that's ever written. 
uh, the Hallelujah Chorus. It is at a time when he, like Zacharias and Elizabeth, were washed up, wore out. Many thought, time to you guys to just hang it up and retire. But no, God had other plans. Handel had a deep faith. He prayed often. He studied his Bible. He believed that his talent and his inspiration came from God. He saw his music as a tribute to the Lord. Even when he was young, at the age of 25, uh, the composer, he showed true humility for having realized his goal of providing musical vehicles for the furtherance of the faith. So he truly was a God-guided man. I'm talking about George Handel. That wrote Handel's Hallelujah Chorus, the Messiah, and how beautiful this is. And I'm tying this in because it's so similar to Luke chapter number 1, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And here on this December 1, I just want to remind you, whoever you may be at whatever age you are, God has plans for your life. If you commit yourself to the Lord, you surrender yourself to God. If you're a senior citizen, if you are a very young person as a child, as George Handel was, that definitely even as a young child, he and his father visited royalty. And he had a wonderful ability as a young child, a God-given gift to play. He got on the organ in the Duke's house there that they were visiting, and uh, the Duke was amazed at what he heard. He said, this child is so talented. Again, Handel believed God gave it to him, and God inspired him, so he was going to use it for God, and he did. And he was extremely successful in his early career, but then... As I said, sickness, disease, hard times came on him. He was a washed-up, had been. His songs wasn't published. He was way in debt. And it reminds me of Zacharias and Elizabeth here. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the, of the course of Abia. There's a course, 24 courses of priests. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They were right with God. They were right with their fellow man. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he, Zacharias, executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, 24 courses, 20,000 priests at least, and according to the custom of the priest's office, it was his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Probably most people think that definitely once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be the priest that would offer the incense and offer the prayers for the whole multitude of people that were gathered. As all the multitude were praying outside, here was Zacharias offering the prayers uh, to God as the incense was being burnt on the altar of incense. And when Zacharias was doing that, they appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense, Luke 1 and verse number 11. 
And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall return to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him, before Jesus, in the power of the Spirit and the power of Elias or Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. The angel answered and said, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Isn't it amazing God remembered Zacharias and Elizabeth's prayer from many, many decades before? I'm sure he hadn't prayed for a son for a long time because he and Elizabeth were well stricken in age. They were past the childbearing stage. So it had been years since he'd prayed, but what prayers you forget, God hasn't forgot. Even as George Handel, the writer of the wonderful Messiah, the Hallelujah Chorus, he was at a time in life where it should have all been over, should be finished. As I said, debt-laden and poverty-stricken, his body broken because of disease. That's where he was, but yet God mightily used him. He shut himself within his little home, and after about 24, 25 days, he came out with this powerful song, and he said he didn't really know whether he was in the body or out of the body as he was writing it. Later on, it became the most popular and still is of the Christmas songs that we sing today. Well, that's the story there, and we'll continue on every day of this month of December sharing one of the beautiful, glorious songs we sing at this time. Join us in church this Sunday. We'd love to have you. Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study, Sunday morning worship at 11, and Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Come and be with us. God bless you. Keep you safe. Till next radio time. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.